You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week is episode 284. And we're double dipping on the Donkey Kong this week because last episode we talked about the original Donkey Kong arcade game. And this week we're talking Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble for the SNES. And this is a very special episode to me for a few reasons. A, people have been asking for this episode for years. I would say, yeah, Donkey Kong Country 3 is probably the Super Nintendo game I get the most requests for. So we're finally crossing it off the list. Number two, my guest this week is one of our listeners, Carbon Fiber Zombie. I... I think that's his real name. He wouldn't confirm it, but I think so. Uh, He was one of the two hot dogs with the highest bid during my 24-hour extra live stream back in November where I auctioned off a chance to be my guest on Remember the Game. They tied for the highest bid. They they both made an incredibly generous donation to the Stollery Children's Hospital here at Edmonton, 3 Extra Life, and he wanted to talk Donkey Kong Country 3, and I was happy to oblige. And C, I feel... I kind of need to defend myself here because for some reason, the internet has it in their heads that I hate this game. And that couldn't be further from the truth. I think the original Donkey Kong Country trilogy can stack up against any trilogy of platformers ever made. Ever. 
quite frankly. They're just, they're all phenomenal games. But it's like if you're eating three slices of a pizza, one will be the least good. It'll have the fewest toppings or something on it. If you have three kids, I know a lot of parents listen to this. If you have three kids, I'm sure you love them all. One of them is your least favorite. That's just how life works. I love the entire Donkey Kong Country trilogy. This one just happens to be my least favorite, all right? That said, I have not played it since probably the late 90s, and uh, I was shocked at how well it held up. I did the entire playthrough on Twitch. I ended up going for the full 103% of the game. I will probably eventually upload that playthrough to YouTube. Uh, so I explored every inch of Donkey Kong Country 3, and it is it is fantastic. It is a fantastic fantastic game. I'm really looking forward to talking with Carbon Fiber Zombie about it. We're going to do that in just a minute because speaking of stuff that is just absolutely fantastic, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. And they're much, much easier to get through than a Donkey Kong Country game is. So if you do want to skip it, go to about the 30-minute mark on the podcast. You'll be in to talk. You're fine, okay? I recommend giving it a chance. We're going to talk video games and stuff. It's good times. All that said, I do have to do my plugs. It's how I keep the bills on. Uh, you can find all of our merch, hoodies, t-shirts, etc. at rememberthegamepodcast.com. All of our merch was designed by my man Joe from 4545 Creative, as always. And, uh, of course, if you don't like clothes, you can always consider throwing us a couple of dollars over on the old Patreon box. We offer four extra shows each each week, all right? Monday, Mark McHugh and I work through an episode of The Simpsons on Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Tuesday, I work through whatever the fuck I want on The Rambling Idiot, where I just talk about my life, comedy, news, sports, wrestling, whatever I feel like. Every Friday, I do Game Patch, which is my modern gaming news show, where I look at the biggest news in video games, and I share my opinions on them, etc. And then Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday. It's a different gaming show each week. I look at rankings. I do character and console retrospectives. We do hyper... Um, hypothetical, that's the word, hypoactive, hypothetical, whatever. I talk about what could happen. There's lots of modern game reviews. Uh, this past week, it was Expansion Pass 196. The topic was up to our patrons, and the best one more time games came out on top. It was a fun episode. We just talked about those games that sink their claws into you and keep you coming back for one more try or one more game or whatever you want to call it. So as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, the best one more time games. The game that got the most comments, we might as well just get it out of the way right now, is Celeste. Easily. I don't know if it's because uh, listeners to this community have heard me pump Celeste's tires and then went and tried it out themselves. I don't know if it was... I think I might be giving myself a little bit too much credit there. Uh, I think a lot of you just discovered it on your own because it's such a great game that was reviewing through the roof everywhere when it came out. But easily the game... That, like, I just finally had to pick a couple. There was there must have been 15, 20 comments. On, and it was the first game I put on my list as well. If you've never played it, it's a, it's a platforming game. It's an indie I don't know if it's on Game Pass or PS Plus right now or not. I played it years ago. But it goes on sale all the time for like less than 10 bucks. And if you like platformers, Celeste is not just like I should play. It's it's a it's a it's not even like a must. It's like a fucking absolutely required your band if you haven't played it must play for platformers. It's got a very classic pixel NES-esque art style to it. It's got a beautiful story. It's got a great soundtrack. And it has got the tightest, most difficult platforming that I think I've ever experienced. It is just... Mwah. I think as far as just being a pure platformer, Celeste is better than Mario. 
That's now available in our archives, and this week it's Expansion Pass 197. And I came to the reluctant realization this weekend that I'm slowly collecting retro games again. It wasn't intentional, but every month I seem to add a few more to the pile. So this week I'm actually going to talk about the retro games I most want to add to my collection. A little peek into the future of my stinky office here, if you will. So it should be a good time if you like collecting retro games. Again, subscriptions on Patreon start at $3 a month. You get new podcasts every week, plus instant access to hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts. Plus, you gotta listen to this. Our pre-March Madness Patreon poll tournament extravaganza begins February 1st. 64 games that the listeners have been asking me to cover on the show in a giant March Madness-esque bracket. Every day, our Patreon Patreons will vote in a, uh, in a matchup or two to decide who goes on. And the winner of this tournament will get their own episode of Remember the Game. Every day in February, our Patreons will have a chance to vote. So if you've been on the fence about signing up, maybe it's time to drop the $3 because you'll get to participate in a history-making first ever pre-March Madness Patreon poll tournament extravaganza. And not only do you get to do that, but you get access to the Remember the Game Discord. You get to submit comments to be read on our shows. You can DM with me. And you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons, Plant Pirate, Fat Tony. I get that reference. Ocarina of Tim Rocks. I like that. Nate. The, I like that too. I like all these names. The Golden Blankie, Brandon Fields, and Daniel Cook. Cook would be such a sweet last name. Hello, I'm Mr. Cook. Thank you all so much for the support and welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. And just a quick heads up, I am on Twitch uh, quite often these days. Twitch.tv slash remember the game. And I recommend, I'll get it up on the website this week. But if you go to my Twitter or Instagram profiles at member the game, uh, you'll find my link tree. I finally have a Facebook page set up again. I'm on TikTok again. We have a Reddit some people didn't know about. There's all kinds of stuff over there. All right. That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from the Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Nick GC, who said, not a question, and I don't normally see this request in here, but is there any chance you could shout out my kids, Alex, Gabby, and Matthew, all into some forms of gaming, and they really get a kick out of the show, always building up the next gen. What is up, Alex, Gabby, and Matthew? Thank you all so much for listening to the show, and please ignore the statement I made just a few minutes ago about parents with three kids having to have a least favorite. Please, I, that was, uh, <laughs> that, that comment could not have come up on a worse week. Oh boy. Uh, apologies. I'm sure Nick loves you all the same, but there is one. But anyways, thanks for listening to the show, kids. Uh, Super Garbage Day said, I've noticed the amount of people coming into your Reddit looking for a long-lost game has been increasing. Have you considered just adding a segment to your show where you read off a person's mystery game description and see if the hot dogs can figure it out? I hadn't considered that. That is a funny idea. I would make the intro longer, which I know burns some people's asses. And I worried that it would just flood the Reddit with people throwing out, hey, do you remember this game suggestions? But I do think it's funny. If you didn't know, yeah, we do have a subreddit. It's over 500 members, but I don't know how many of them love the show and how many of them are just looking for a game. Uh, the subreddit is called Remember the Game. So uh, you can find us over there if you want to come by and talk shit about me and the podcast in a place where I'll most certainly see it. That would be very cool. Spike Rooney. And yes, sorry. There has been a real influx of people that obviously have no idea the show even exists. They're just going and being like, hey, I remember this. I Does anyone remember this game? And they're just describing games that they grew up playing. So that's good stuff. Uh, Spike Rooney 
said, hey, Adam, I don't know if anyone else has asked this, but why are the Canadians and Tampa Bay Rays your favorite hockey and baseball teams? For baseball, I'm a Jays fan because I'm Canadian. And for hockey, I'm a Stars fan because I had the NHL game from when they won the Cup and I always started, or I always played as them being the default team. So I stuck with them as my team when I started to follow hockey. Uh, I do get asked this a lot, but I'll, I'll answer it. It's been a while. Uh, I'm actually a Tampa Bay Rays fan for a similar reason. I bought my first baseball game in high school for the PS1 and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays had just come into the league and I didn't know anything about baseball. I had to pick a team and they were like the lowest ranked team in the game and I loved that neon green and purple logo. So I just picked them and I've been ride or die with them ever since. And I started cheering for the Habs basically because my entire family's made up of Leaf fans and a friend of mine in elementary school was a Habs fan and so I started cheering for them to burn my dad's ass because he hates the Habs and then they happened to win the cup the year I kind of started following which was 93 and then it was off to the races so I basically just did it to irritate somebody which is why I do most things that I do in my life uh Branton Fam said what's up Adam if you had to race any current system and its entire game library what would you pick the PS5 the Xbox series everything or the Switch See, I know this is going to ruffle some feathers. I It has to be Xbox, doesn't it? And I like Xbox. I've said that many times. I I I play all three. I'm looking at my PS5 and my Xbox Series X status side by side right now like Patty and Selma. I like both of them. But I generally play my Xbox more. I just like the controller better. I like the ecosystem better. But like, what game has Xbox released this generation that I can't live without? Because I really like Spider-Man 2. I really like God of War Ragnarok. I I, I really like Returnal. Oh, I fucking love Returnal. Oh my God, I love that game. Like, the PS5 has had some games. Ratchet & Clank was really good. I love my Xbox, but I can't think of a game they've released this generation that I can live without. And there's no fucking way I'm touching the Switch. I love that goddamn thing. So, it's got to be the Xbox, but I hate that it has to be. I fucking... Maybe we just erase it and let them start over and try again. Fuck. But it's got to be it's got to be the Xbox series, everything. Uh, Growlywog said, Hi, Adam. Did you get swept up in the Pogs craze of the mid-90s? The fuck? Yeah, I did. I loved Pogs. I had, like, the tournament board with that yellow pad in the middle and the holders around the side. I remember when Pogs first got big and I didn't have any money and I couldn't convince my parents to buy me some. So my brother and I used to play with buttons. Not, like, sewing buttons, but, like, the metal buttons with the pin on the back. We used to do those. Uh, and, and we would slam those on each other and try to play Pogs and then, you know, start jabbing your finger and stuff and then we finally got some and i used to have tons of i think my parents still have my pogs out at their house somewhere they've got like a treasure trove of all our old crap and i think my my pogs are still there but yes i ah pogs need to come back fuck wouldn't pogs be sick like imagine kids today up there playing they'd all be playing it on their phones though or something it'd be fucking lame i loved pogs uh les Winan said, hey, Adam, have you been sufficiently dragged for not catching the Billy Madison quote in your Donkey Kong episode last week? The fuck? Yes, I have. Holy Jesus. If you didn't catch it last week, somebody wrote in saying something like a lot of people say that Mortal Kombat 1 for the Sega Genesis is the best game ever, but it's actually Donkey Kong or something. And I read it and it made me laugh. And I must have gotten 40 messages from people being like, you know, that's a quote from Billy Madison, right? I did not for two reasons. One, I don't know a lot of movies. And two, hot take. I know it's going to ruffle some, ruffle some but I don't like Billy Madison at all. I hate that fucking movie. I like Adam Sandler and I love some of his old movies, you know, the, the happy Gilmore's and the Mr. Deeds and the, um, what were some of his other old movies? He had other old movies that were good, but I just, I fucking, the only thing I like about Billy Madison is Chris Farley, but I don't like that movie. I'm sorry. I saw it once. My brother loved it. I saw it once. And I was like, I'm never watching this again. So I'm sorry. Yell at me if you will. I, I fucking I that quote is funny 
but I hate that fucking movie. And yes, I did get uh, I did get hammered pretty good because of it. Uh, Wasabi said, "Hey Adam, I hope you that your trip to Vegas eased your mind and body, and not your wallet. It actually eased the wallet and mind, and it took a toll on my body. Or no, it took a toll on my wallet and my body. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. Anyways, Wasabi said, deep question here." What pisses you off the most about aging? For me, being 35 with three kids since health and wealth are not an issue, I realize that 24 hours in a day is just not enough for everything I want to do. So I always have to sacrifice something, and in my case, most of the time, it's gaming. However, your podcasts always have a place in my car during my chores as it fixes the gaming crave that I need. Well, I'm glad I can provide you with that service, Wasabi. Yeah, I turned 40 last year, and I, you know, honestly, and I, and I say this from a point of someone that's relatively healthy, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty mobile. I exercise. I don't have any major health conditions outside of asthma and a, and a goofy eye. I'm doing pretty good, but it's definitely just that like my, I, I miss, I missed my 20 year old body. Like I miss the body that could eat McDonald's twice a day and like not gain a pound. And I could go out and play hockey and not stretch before I played and not feel it afterwards. And I could play street hockey for hours and be fine the next day. Whereas now like I go for a run and then that night I'm like, I got to ice my knees cause I can't move. I think it's just the general wear and tear. I don't mind getting older. I don't mind that I look older. I, I genuinely, I kind of embrace it getting older. But I think that's probably my number one thing is I just, uh, if you're someone listening to this and you're younger, you're in like your 20s and you've got that metabolism that you can eat whatever you want, not gain a pound and you don't really work out or anything because you don't have to. I implore you, try to break those habits while you still have time for errors because now I'm trying to break that habit of not just eating everything I can get my hands on and it's really hard to do. So get into that habit now. That would probably be what I miss the most. Yeah. That, that, and my first car was a 93 Honda Civic and I loved that car. I rolled it. I rolled it. I rolled that car when I was a youngin, but I, I loved that car. I kind of missed that car too, but that's it. Uh, and finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. Dan Lieb wrote in and said, Adam, some crazed maniac has you under gunpoint and gives you a choice. You can only pick one. A. You can only play your personal top 25 games for the rest of your life and nothing else. Or B, you can play any game you want for the rest of your life except for your personal top 25. That is one of those questions that really makes you think, Dan. That... So I can either play my favorite 25 games ever or I can play every other game ever except my top 25. Now, obviously with the podcast, I need to be able to play anything other than my personal top 25 because I need to keep playing games for the show so I have a job. But podcast aside, I still reluctantly think I would pick games outside of my top 25 because most of the games in my top 25, I've played to death. Mario Kart 8, Super Mario World, Earthbound. You know, like I've played those games over and over and over and over. And I know them. The Last of Us. Like I know them like the back of my hand. I'm fine. There's so many other games out there. I, I, if you were to lock in your personal top 25 games for the rest of your life and not touch anything else, for all you know, your all-time new favorite, all your, your, your new favorite game of all time is just waiting for you out there and you miss it because you're not allowed to play it. And I can't let that happen. I won't let that happen. And I can't let that happen. Shout out to think I said reference. So I'm going to reluctantly play everything outside of my personal top 25 and secretly curse this person with the gun for the rest of my life. And I'm cursing you for throwing that at me. 
That's tough, though. I, yeah, it'd have to be everything outside of my top 25. Ah, that sucks. Thank you, everybody, for all your submissions, as always. Let's keep this ball rolling and get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. As always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get to that in just a minute. This week we're talking Donkey Kong Country 3, so I decided to just throw the original trilogy into the hot seats. You have Donkey Kong Country 1, Donkey Kong Country 2, and Donkey Kong Country 3. And 63% said you would play Donkey Kong Country 2, remake Donkey Kong Country 1, and erase Donkey Kong Country 3. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. And for the record, it was not the order that 63% of you voted for. Baby Got Backlog, I like that handle a lot, said, play Donkey Kong Country 2. I'm still making my way through the amusement park, and I've loved it so far, and so I would play it and continue the experience as it is. I'd remake the Donkey Kong Country 1. It's a gra Give it a graphical upgrade and some remastering of the soundtrack. Would definitely hit me in the member berries, and I'm erasing Donkey Kong Country 3. It's the one I've played the most, and while I do love it for all that it is, except for the mechanic where you bounce Kitty off the water, I hated that. Rules are rules, and it's so it is sacrificed for my other two choices. Now, that is the most common answer for sure, but I like that the logic for the reasoning, like, you're not like, I hate Donkey Kong Country 3. You're like, I've just played it all the time. There, there's a lot of different reasoning for this. Justin Combustion said, this is painful for me because I've only played the first game. I'll play 2 because I've heard it's the best of the trilogy, so I'd probably have the most fun with it. I'd remake 3 because I've heard it's the weakest, although still fantastic, so it seems like it could use a few touch-ups. And I'd begrudgingly erase 1 as I've played it to death so I have nothing left to gain from it. Tough choices, you asshole. I, spoiler, I like the way you think, Justin. Uh, SNES Life said, yeah, one was a classic, and really, when you see or hear Donkey Kong Country music, it brings you straight back to those SNES days. Two was the best, and it would probably rock with a fresh coat of paint on a stronger system. And HDMI, three wasn't awful, but it was for sure the low point, so toss it. See, now, I and I and I have no problem with that. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just spoiling my answer. I'm not going to erase Donkey Kong Country 3. But... I get everyone being like, ah, it's my least favorite, so I'm going to scrap it. I, I understand that. S2S said, no chance in hell I'm doing anything to Donkey Kong Country 2. It's perfect. Also, no chance in hell I'm doing anything to Donkey Kong Country 1, but because rules is rules, I'll have to give it a remake. Then since one has to get a race, that leaves Donkey Kong Country 3 and Kitty Kong taking one for the team. And Kitty Kong seems to be the lightning rod for most of your hate. Understandably, he's definitely mine. Now, DePitsy Jr. wrote in and said, I'm going to play Donkey Kong Country 3 because it's my favorite favorite of all time i'd love to see the first game get a remake like the other two and it would also be amazing and i'll erase donkey kong country 2 because as much as i like it i get annoyed how everyone says it's better than donkey kong country 3 when all three are good in their own way all three are good in their own way but i think there's a reason everybody thinks that two is better but that's fair enough like i again these are my three children now, there's one i love the least but i don't want to i don't want to throw out one of my children I like all these games. Uh, that said, I am going with 12% of you this week, including Matt McLean, who said, I chose to delete the original Donkey Kong Country, but let me explain. I'm going to play Donkey Kong Country 2 because it's a gem and it's completely playable today. Its only flaw is the placement of the save points. It's a good point. Uh, I'll delete Donkey Kong Country 1. It's great, but you can remake Donkey Kong Country 3 and, erase that and replace that turd Kitty Kong with Donkey Kong. Boom. 
That's practically the exact same logic I have. I'll play Donkey Kong Country 2 because it is the best in class. I think it might be the best game on the Super Nintendo, frankly. Uh, I will remake Donkey Kong Country 3, and I will get rid of Kitty Kong and replace him with Donkey Kong. And now it's awesome. And then I'm going to erase the original Donkey Kong Country as much as I love that fucking game. I feel the same way about it that I do with Super Mario World whenever it comes in here. I've just played it so many times that I could replay it in my mind. So I'm going to play 2, remake 3, and put Donkey Kong in there, and then reluctantly erase the first one thank you everybody that wrote in and played along as always what have i been playing over the last seven days a lot of donkey kong country 3 to get ready for this episode i actually just 103 percented it on monday afternoon so it's locked and loaded and done and i'm moving on for the time being but it was a great time uh other than that i'm playing I, I'm, I'm almost sure it's pronounced lufia 2 uh rise of the sentinels or something lufia 2 it's an rpg on the super nintendo which i'm playing for an upcoming episode of the show actually i'm really really enjoying it it's going really well so i'm playing that and then uh in my spare time i'm still chipping away at cyberpunk 2077 and have a nice death but i really haven't put much time into them lately because i've been so dialed in on trying to get uh donkey kong country 3 done so cyberpunk's still fun in short bursts i don't i don't know if i'm gonna stick with it to the end i'm kind of on the fence right now but in short, in short bursts, I'm still having a good time with it. So, All right, listen, here's what's going to happen. I need to drink water. Let's pause here. We'll let a sponsor come in and peddle their wares. And then when they're done, we'll come back and it'll be all Donkey Kong Country 3, baby. All right? We will be right back after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. All right, Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Let's talk about it. I like to hear you nerds sound off on the game recovering before my guest and I hog the mic. We had a lot, 69 comments. Nice. On this one, which is more than we usually get. There's a lot of passionate Donkey Kong fans out there. Uh, and a lot of people wrote in with uh, some, some mid middling takes on Donkey Kong Country 3. Let's go. Rock Chalk said, Great game that I feel is overshadowed by how phenomenal the first two were. They missed the mark not having the Donkey Dixie duo in this game. The whole series could have gone full circle, but alas, still a banger. I literally agree with every word of that. I do think this one gets overshadowed by the superiority of 1 and 2, and I think it would have definitely been better received with, with Donkey Kong. But it's still a great game. I agree with every word you just said, Rock Chalk. Uh, I'll... 
Adolfo Fernandez Martinez said an absolute gem of a game. It gets unnecessary bad attention for being somewhat of the lesser Kong, but the ups of this game are to me just as good as the other Donkey Kong countries. I actually will agree with that too. There, we talk about this on the show. I think there are levels, some of the level design in this game, I think stacks up against anything in Donkey Kong Country 1 or 2. I think the ups are as high as the other two. I just think the lows are a little lower. I think that's what hurts it. It's, at times, it's as good as the other two. But it's got a couple of things for me that the other two don't do wrong that drag it down just that little bit. Uh, sea Salt said, I played Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 numerous times as a kid, and I rate them as masterpieces. I played Donkey Kong Country 3 for the first time recently, fully completing it, after which I sat wondering what exactly was missing from the game. For me, it has all the elements of the first two except for two things. The music does not hit the same mark, where 1 and 2 have some of the best music of all time. Secondly, the themes just aren't as cool. Sorry, but I want more pirate ships, haunted theme parks, and bind valleys. The themes of the area just don't hit the mark. I don't know if I agree on the music. I I mean, all three have great fucking music. Fair enough. I guess you got to pick one that has worse. I, I, I like the platforming aspects in some of the levels, but I do agree it doesn't go to as many crazy areas. Like, I would have, like, my favorite area in any Donkey Kong world is the factory from Donkey Kong Country 1. I love that area. And I know there's a factory area in Donkey Kong Country 3, but I, I can hear that. It, it, they could have experimented a little more. I, I can get on board with that. Uh, and Seth Terra said the game was all right, but Kitty Kong was pointless. At the end of the day, he was basically a baby Donkey Kong in a onesie, and we know Adam loves his baby characters. They should have put just Don they should have just put in Donkey with Dixie for fuck's sakes. Yeah, I do normally hate baby characters, but uh I, yeah, no, other than that, we're golden, man. Every even if they had just done like some spell where like K Rule made Donkey Kong a baby, and now you've got even that I think I could have lived with, but Whatever, I digress. Uh, still a great game, and it's time for me to defend it and talk about why I like this game more than the internet seems to fucking think I do with my friend Carbon Fiber Zombie. We are going to queue up some music. And when it stops, it's all about Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, which originally released in North America on the Super Nintendo on November 18th, 1996. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Alright, so as I'm sure I said during the infamous intro that I have not yet recorded, joining me this week via the blank phone is a very special guest, one of the uh, one of the two chaps that tied for the highest bid on my 24-hour Extra Life charity stream last November, made a very, very, very generous donation to the Stoller Children's Hospital, and uh, his, his unfortunate reward is having to talk to me, and that is Carbon Fiber Zombie. I'm assuming that is your real name, my friend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's how I get along in the yeah. world. <laughs> just your your driver's license just says carbon, Mr. Carbon Fiber, or zombie carbon fiber. I don't know. I don't know how the... Oh, yeah. Anyways. Um, buddy, first of all, thank you so much for your generosity toward my stream last year. And thank you for your patience, because I know it took a couple of months. How are you? How's things? I'm doing well. Doing well. Excited to be here. Uh, wasn't expecting to get brown nose this early in the morning, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> well, just wait, because I have some things to say about your fucking game of choice. So I'm just setting the table now. So you let your guard down a little bit. 
Um, no, I don't. We're talking Donkey Kong Country Three. Uh, before and I, I'm excited to do this because I feel like I need to defend myself on this game. And I'm obviously, I'm assuming you are a fan of this game if you picked it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been I've been a fan since I got it. Uh, crazy story on how I got it. I'm pretty sure we'll get into that later. But yeah, nev- everyone was stuck on the uh, Super Mario 64 and yeah. all the crazy stuff when this game came out. And I was the one guy still holding on to a Super Nintendo. Like, what are you doing, dude? Some of the best games, like on the NES, we were getting stuff like Kirby's Adventure while the Super Nintendo was coming out. Mega Man Six, I believe. And people kind of forget about those games because they've moved on to the shiny new the new ball, right? Same with the 64. It was out. Dude, a 64 literally pops up in this game, which I think is awesome. Uh, uh, and, and you're right. People forget about like those last couple of titles that sneak out. And, and sometimes those are some of the best titles available because at this point, the developers know this console inside and out. They've been working with it for like a decade. Um, I, I, I don't know. If, I'm, I'm curious what you think. I don't know if this is crazy. Like, this is almost a hidden gem on the on the super nintendo which seems crazy with the name on the cover but i think donkey kong country 3 is kind of a hidden gem because a lot of people didn't play it i feel it the same absolutely it's a hidden gem um yeah same thing just because of the 64 all the hype around it no one's gonna you know go out and spend another because these games were still these games were 40 50 60 dollars and sure. it's either get that or you know pull your money together and 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 get the you know the super new cool super mario 64 yeah um but yeah (laughs) um sorry hot take i i I would rather play donkey kong country 3 than super mario 64 absolutely same here i never got the i've played super mario 64 to completion gotten all 120 stars and it was fun but it was not great no it's it's revolutionary but mario's been done much better um now, before we get into Donkey Kong Country 3, because I do want to know your history with it and everything, just quickly, uh, I don't want to get into like the the whole like backlash as to why it hasn't been ported or not, but like the two games you and I were kicking around recovering were this and Mother 3. And I'm good that we went with Donkey Kong Country 3, that's fine. But you and I have both played Mother 3. So I just quickly wanted to give like I have very many times expressed that I I, I love that game. I don't think it's as good as Earthbound, but I love that game. Just quickly, the world is listening. Like what do you what are your thoughts on mother three it's pretty solid yeah uh, yeah i think mother three is a great game uh not as fun i'd say the same thing as earthbound i feel that it, it is much darker and Agreed. it has a heavier heavier story I, I feel like both of those games they 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 wrap very serious um emotions and ties into like wacky 90s gross out um humor and gameplay and the whole not to get spoilery or anything but the whole reason of why the enemies are the way they are once you get towards the end it's very dark and depressing and it's almost kind of reflective of just how we were talking about how the world's kind of turning a corner and acting these days which is a little sad yeah no you're not wrong man i um I agree with all that, actually. Yeah, especially the thing about Mother 3 being a little bit darker. I, we'll, we'll get into Donkey Kong Country 3. I know that's why you all are here. I just That was the other game we had kicked around. I've heard some of you that have asked for an episode on Mother 3. Eventually, it's probably going to happen. It's a tough one to do because it's a hard game to talk about without spoiling it, and a lot of people haven't played it. But at this point, I've just hit the... I don't think most people will ever play it. So, Expansion pass. Yeah. 
yeah, maybe we'll sneak it in on an expansion pass or something. Anyway, shout out to Mother 3. We're back to Donkey Kong Country 3. That's why we're here. Um, I had this one growing up. I'm sure I talked about it a little bit during the intro. We had Donkey Kong Country 1 and 3. I never had Donkey Kong Country 2. And I think that's part of the reason that I put 2 at the top of the trilogy for me. A, I just genuinely think it is the best game. And B, it's like it's like the forbidden fruit for me. I didn't, didn't play it as much as I did 1 and 3. But replaying this one for the first time since I was like in junior high over the last couple of weeks, like I forgot just how ambitious and how good this game is. Minus one character, which you all know who it is, and we'll get to there. Um, Zombie, what's what's your story? Like, I assume, like, were you? Did you have? You obviously had this growing up. Did you have them all? Like, what? Where, what's your history here? Uh, so we got a Super Nintendo. Gosh, probably a couple years afterwards, and it came to Super Mario World. I had a good time with it. Got stuck on the Forest of Illusion, tossed that out, never played it again. And then I had a <laughs> nephew get me uh, uh, Donkey Kong 1 and absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, played it over and over, played it till the pins wore out. And then um, I had a friend who got Donkey Kong Country 2 and same thing, absolutely blown away. All my other friends stopped existing, spent the night at this like one nerdy kid who, you know, he was a good kid and all, but he wasn't my favorite friend to hang around. But hey, he had Donkey Kong Country too. So, you know, I got to take a, a hit for the team. Sure. Um, yeah. So then I, that... I assume that's why most of my friends hung out with me because <laughs> I because I had a game they were interested yeah. in. Sorry, go ahead. So then I believe it was, was 96. And I was like, for Christmas, I want Donkey Kong Country 2. And in 96, there wasn't GameStop. There wasn't Best Buy. There was Sears and um, Toys R Us. And I, I imagine my mom went in there and says, I want Donkey Kong Country 2. And they said, hey, we've got 64 and 3. Which, which one do you want? And that's how I fell into that. And uh. I played those first couple of levels and I was like, what did they do to my poor boy? <laughs> and put it down for a while. I believe that I got a broken leg probably the next six months and was just stuck. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is what I'm doing for the next six months and sure. fell in love with it. Those first two worlds, I believe, do not do this game justice so you need to i know how much you hate like oh just give it you know the first 10 hours and then it starts getting good yeah, Get yeah. through the, that first world ever the the level design the music the atmosphere it all starts getting better but those stupid dock levels yeah no i don't i don't disagree with that at all i uh like i said we got this i don't remember if we got it for chris i probably got it for christmas and I remember playing it because I, dude, I played the original Donkey Kong Country like to death. I, I fucking adore that game. I think it is perfection. Uh, and then, I, like I said, I didn't really play Donkey Kong Country 2 very much. I knew of it. I'd probably rented it a couple of times. I didn't really play it. We got this one and I felt the same way. And even replaying it today, knowing what's coming and knowing the whole game inside and out and everything. Um, I think, and you and I were talking about this off air. I, I do think this is the most ambitious of the original Donkey Kong trilogy. And I respect the fact that they tried to do something new instead of just like, Hey, here's 30 more platforming levels with the same bananas and the same, you know, every, I, I get all that, but I, I do agree with you. I think it's a slow burn to start. And I, I, I might be in the minority here, but like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of some of the stuff that they mix in like the bear, trading item quests and that kind of stuff i get that like it's adding a little bit more meat to the bone 
but I, I'm just, I'm just there to platform. I'm like, I just, I don't want to drive around seeing, Hey, who needs a mirror? Which one of you useless bears <laughs> in a cabin that never leaves needs a mirror? Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like, so I don't know, like some of that stuff. And like you said, yeah, it is, it is kind of, boy, there's a lot of those dock levels. Off the, I don't know why they, why they were so into the fucking dock setting to start. I, I don't know, but cause some of the later levels are so fucking cool. Like why? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I agree. That's my point. I agree. Yeah. I feel the. I've always heard that the inspiration for the setting was North America, the Canadian area. So I've never been to Canada, but I'm just wondering how many docks you guys have around yeah, there because they're no. just everywhere. They're all frozen. God damn it. At least where <laughs> I live. Like I don't fuck. I don't get it. I don't know. doesn't matter. Okay. So we both agree. Yeah. Does a little bit long in the tooth off the top, but once you get going, like I, I obviously we're going to get into the characters and shit like this, but like, some of the new stuff they add. Where are you on the whole? Like, so if you've never played it, you you start out the game basically as you go through the game, like through the overworld. There's there's various little areas, and every area there's like a bear that lives in a cabin, and some of them run useless stores with one item, and some of them are like, oh my machine is broken and I can't fix it, but they don't leave to go. Like nobody does anything, and you basically end up picking up one item, and then you trade that to other items, and trade that to other items, and you and you work your way through the game. Where are you? Like I, I'm. I don't hate it, but like I don't need it. Like I, I wouldn't miss it if it was removed. Are you? Where are you on the bear trading game? Uh, so I know that Rare Rare has a lot of instances where they kind of hint their next kind of stuff coming up. So, uh, I know that you've gone through Diddy Kong Racing, and on yeah. Diddy Kong, there's Banjo and Conquer. Um, without getting too history. Banjo-Kazooie originally started out as a game called Dream, which was supposed to be a Super Nintendo game with these um, bear characters. And when that whole thing got scrapped, um, then they, I I believe it actually started with like a boy with a sword. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, let's make it more cartoony. Let's make it more fun. So then that's how they got into the bear. And then um long story short they they you know they scrapped everything after playing mario 64 and ultimately came out with banjo kazooie but i feel like these are almost kind of leftover characters and they needed these characters to work in a way for to use that open world map or else we'd play it like super mario world like oh it's cool that i can drive around these map but who cares i can just if i can get through the whole game going a a b c d um without going back and around so i feel that that's kind of how they fit it in to kind of justify the open world and the map itself that makes sense um i didn't know that about the bears it's wild i didn't know that uh that does make sense and i will say that i I do like that they interact with the environment like stuff like the one guy where if you beat his record running through the level he gets mad he pounds the desk and it knocks the log into the water to make a bridge oh yeah um like i i or like the the one guy like you need to fix the chairlift and then he'll take you up to that cave where the banana bird is like i i do like that they interact with stuff i just um i don't know like i'm not i feel like it's, i i feel like i need to sit here and fucking defend myself because people think i hate this fucking game like i like this game a lot i said to the zombie off air if you have three children one of them is your least favorite <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't love all three but one has to be the bottom of the rankings and like, like for my family, it goes my parents' dog, my brother, and then me. Like I'm the Donkey Kong three of my, of my family. I get it. Um, 
it's just some of the little stuff. Like I, I thought they expanded Donkey Kong Country one into two, and I thought it was expanded really well. And then with three, with the stuff like, oh, go find all these banana bears. Go find all the, or pardon me, banana birds. Go find all these items and trade them to different bears to unlock different things to keep it going. Go, I keep going back to Funky because he's going to keep building in new vehicles. Some of it I like. Some of it I'm like, I just got to the point where I was like, I don't. All right, I don't need. I don't need any. Like I want to. Let's go. You know, like I, I just I feel like maybe they almost tried to put put a little too much into the sandwich here but maybe oh, that's yeah. just me i don't know no i i totally agree i feel i feel the same way uh with that just because like i same thing the banana birds i'm like okay i get it it's a joke oh monkeys love bananas but what are these things doing i think it would have been a little more cool if they did <clears throat> if they went through the maze and that was kind of like almost like a Mario three, if you accidentally run into the characters that are scrolling on the map and you had to fight a couple of hammer bros or right. do something on that way, I think that'd be a little bit cooler. But yeah, even if you, cause I've seen that you haven't done the hundred percent yet. So that's where yeah. all the banana birds come in. And even with that ending, you're just like, okay. Yeah. the I do know what the payoff is and it's not anything. No, it's nothing to write home about. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm so close, dude. I tried so hard to get the hundred percent run done before we recorded. I'm at like ninety-six or something. I need I need like three more and that's and we'll get into that because like there's a lot of stuff I really like about this game as far as all the collectibles and stuff too. I'm just trying to get the shit out of the way now that I don't like so that now I can then I can focus on the positive. And that just the bear things kind of irritated me. Um fortunately I don't think it's at the it's they didn't like I always use the stupid analogy of like they have a pie, a pie that they divide up all the different aspects of the game. I don't feel like they took any time out of designing the levels to uh, focus on the bears or anything. Like the levels in this game are great. Minus the dock setting gets a little old, but like the challenge of the levels and the variety and the creativity and everything, like this is Donkey Kong at its best. I just like, so at least they didn't take anything away from it. Um, is there, uh, so there's one character I don't like, and I've made that, and we'll get into that. Is there anything else about this game other than that character we're going to talk about in a second that you don't like? I feel the only thing that got a little bit shorthanded, besides the obvious, I don't know why you don't like Cranky Kong, but it's all right, <laughs> is I feel the bonuses themselves. I thought the level design was great. I thought it was kind of creative on every way. We've got vertical levels. We've got side scrolling levels we've got levels that you know we're being chased by someone trying to snipe us with a, 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 a lava ball or a booger i don't know what that was yeah but i felt that once you took they 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 didn't make i felt in donkey kong country 2 the bonuses they had them in such obscure places where they were almost like hey don't know where to go don't worry there's no internet because you're gonna have to go to blockbuster and buy that strategy guide Right. Where here they made it a little bit easier um, to find. It was still creative and fun. But then once you get there, they're like green bananas. It's in a circle. Maybe there's a bee. Maybe there's a lightning bolt. Just get them. Yeah. Um, where like the one that stands out to me on Donkey, on Donkey Kong Country 2 is a roller coaster level. There's a bonus where you have to get all the stars and you are moving across this from left to right. And at the very end, you go to the right and it goes up a hill and then it goes backwards and you have to take separate tracks 
backwards to do it. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool creative. And I was hoping for that here. But I felt like the bonuses themselves were really basic when the levels were super creative. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I'll um, there were like I'm getting very close to 100%ing it. And I think there's been like four things I've had to look up because I couldn't find them. But you're right. Uh, and then and then honestly, of the ones I looked up, there was only one that I was legitimately like, I was never going to find that. The rest of them, I'm like, <laughs> I probably would have found it. There's one and it's right in early. It's one of the earlier levels in the game where the DK coin, I think it is, is like it's one of those levels where you're climbing up the trees and you have to grab Dixie with Kitty and throw her right up in the air. And then oh. there's a ledge up there. There's a and I never would have found it. Like it I know exactly what you're talking about. So and then you're oh. on the it's those little spiders with the you're bouncing off of them. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in the email when I told you, so I I've played to the Super Nintendo version a hundred times. So I know that one frontwards and backs. But on the internet, and everyone talks about that how different and there's a new world in the game boy advance version yes so that exact same level because the screen is shrunken because it's on a game boy advance you can't even see that 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 the edge of that platform so oh. you have to know that that's there to even see it so i i yeah, yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty wild um yeah that one yeah. That one irritated me a little bit, but like not not the end of the world. I because I listen. I'm gonna. I I would prefer that because you're right, Donkey. Like, I think uh, my 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 brain is going like eight directions right now. I think Donkey Kong <laughs> Country Two is the best one, and I do think it's a little bit m more polished when it comes to that kind of stuff. You're, I I agree with that 100. percent But I do like it when stuff like I don't want everything to just be like here it is. Like I want to look for it. Mm -hmm. That was just that one where I was like I never would have fucking found this. Oh yeah. Um. But you, I agree with your point because I, I think it's a, it's well said. I think I would sit here right now and argue that like I do think some of the levels themselves are more creative and a little more polished in this game than they are in Donkey Kong Country Two. I just think on the whole, Donkey Kong Country Two hit every note stronger mm -hmm. than either one. Like, um, like for myself, like Donkey Kong Country One is great, but it's a little basic. And I think Donkey Kong Country Three almost tries to pile too much on. I think Donkey Kong Country Two is the best at hitting the middle of. It's in the it's in the middle of the Venn diagram now that I know what those are. It's kind of dead center oh, yeah. in between. Um is there what would just curious, what would you rank the, the like if you had to rank them, what were, what are you ranking the trilogy? Like best to worst? So I would do I would go two, three, one, and just like use I wouldn't use the family analogy to cause fights in the car, but yeah, <laughs> the pizza would be good. Yeah. You know. Donkey Kong Country 1 is like, dude, cheese pizza is delicious. Donkey Kong Country 2, like, have you tried pepperoni? And then Donkey yeah. Kong Country 3 is like, well, let's put pepperoni and barbecue sauce. Like, okay, hang on. Hang on a second. Yeah. Th this is delicious, but you're getting a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I would go 213. You go 231. I think I think the general consensus is two is the best. Um, Okay, I want to do the one last negative before we hit the break, and then we can get into the. And I don't feel like we've been that negative. Like there, again, I feel the need to defend myself. I love this game. This is not a negative. It's going to get a great score at the end. I really, really, I've, I've, I've had the blast replaying this game. It's just there's a couple little things that irritate me. I don't love those bear quests. Obviously, the most controversial thing about this game is Kitty Kong. Um, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him. It should have been. Dixie and Donkey, and I won't move off that. And the one argument I've heard that I agree with 
is that if you went with Dixie and Donkey Kong, they both carry barrels over their heads. So you don't have anyone to carry the barrel in front of them. I refuse to believe you couldn't have just changed it to Donkey Kong carrying the barrel in front of him. Oh, Where absolutely. are you on this? I'm curious. You hate the kid? <sighs> I can't stand him. Uh, I remember. So, you know, in Donkey Kong Country 1, you came in and you're like, okay, I got Donkey Kong. All right, cool. Threw a barrel. Oh, dude, look at the guy with the with the hat. Oh, yeah. he's so much faster. All right. Immediately hitting select. Of I'm course, playing as yes. Diddy Kong. Yeah. Of course. So doing the same thing here, like saw a giant baby monkey in a onesie picking his nose and uh, i don't like you select so i played the majority of the game um with dixie kong until it started getting rough the first time as a kid losing and dying as kitty kong and having him do that earth shattering scream uh scared the daylights out of me and i couldn't stand <laughs> up uh stupid monkey yeah no, I, just yeah. Go ahead. I don't even. I don't have. So the whole thing, even too, his name is Kitty Kong. Why we've got DK barrels? I've heard on the internet that they talk about in Japan or somewhere else. They wanted to call him Dinky Kong, but in some country, Dinky is a no-no word for sure. something else. Yeah, so they had to change it. But yeah, I have no. Even when you see the commercials, if you look back on YouTube and look at the old commercial from '96, it's got a monkey looking like a greaser uh, on a motorbike and a girl dancing in front of a jukebox, and you're thinking it's Donkey and uh, Dixie Kong, and then you you get the game yourself, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah, I just... Listen, and people have fucking come at me with so many, like, because I said, it, it it slightly irritates me that the game is it, it's the Donkey Kong Country Trilogy, and you only get to play as Donkey Kong once, and people have brought up so many other franchises where you don't get to play, and I, and I understand that. I get it, but it's just like, when, like... I, I genuinely think, I feel like maybe it's people from our area, because our, you're close to my age. Maybe it's like, I don't know if it's our age bracket or what, but I, I genuinely think there are people out there that don't understand what a reimagining of Donkey Kong Donkey Kong was in Donkey Kong Country. Like, it was, like, I think most people know that Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong, but, like, we got this was, like, the, the Donkey Kong that we all know and love now is the guy that was introduced in Donkey Kong Country with the red tie. And the million dollar smile, and he's the heart of the team, and it's it's Donkey Kong. Everybody loves Donkey Kong, and it just and you're right. When Diddy came out, it was like, oh man, fuck Donkey Kong. Diddy Kong is and Diddy is the star. And I think when Donkey Kong Country Two, it was like, holy fuck, now we got Diddy, and this even more powerful Diddy because Dixie is the MVP of the Kong family. She is that hair float alone makes her the MVP. She's the best. But then it was like, here's our chance to see Dixie and Donkey Kong work together, and I just. I do not, I don't want to hear anything about like, oh, they wanted to introduce their own character or anything. Cause I'm assuming that's probably something to do with it. I don't fucking know. I just, I, he's just, I don't get what's the appeal of this guy. Like why? I, I that's all I want. I want someone to explain to me why executives in a boardroom were like, kids will want to play. I get why people would want to play as Dixie Kong Cause she stole the show in Donkey Kong country too. Why on earth would we, why would we, why would they all want to play as this, Guy that clearly looks like Donkey Kong in a onesie when they could just play as Donkey Kong. I like there's no storyline involving like a baby or anything. Like there's I don't get the logic behind it at all. I don't get it. No. And I I just I don't 
I, there's just no, if, if there was logic to it, zombie, I don't think I'd be that upset. You know, if, if, if it was like Donkey Kong got turned back into a baby somehow or something <laughs> like that. Okay. But like, just like, no, we just wanted to create more characters. Fuck you. You don't get to play as the guy that is the name of the franchise again. I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. So uh, no, no, no idea either. The only thing that I know of is that Dixie Kong is supposed to be, you know, preteen teenage girl. They're supposed to be, you know, they, you know, their first job is usually babysitting the kids around the neighborhood. And that's, that's all funky. It was like, Oh, cool. Or Diddy's girlfriend. Hey, you're used to babysitting. Babysit my fat, useless freaking nephew over here. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I've I've got boats to build. You better get him out of my face. Yeah, I just sitting here right now thinking about it. The one thing I guess I could hear is if you had gone with Di- Donkey Kong and Dixie Kong, I suppose Dixie Kong kind of gets relegated to the, like the Robin role again. Like Diddy is the sidekick to Donkey Kong, and then Dixie is kind of the sidekick to Diddy Kong. Hmm. If Dixie's the sidekick to Donkey Kong, then maybe she doesn't. Maybe they were like, she's popular. We want her to be the lead character. I maybe, I guess. Even the name would still work because then it would be Donkey Kong Country Three. Dixie's Double Trouble. It's Dixie and Donkey, and the yeah. whole the whole thing of why Dixie and or I'm sorry, Diddy and Donkey had to be stolen this time is. Spoiler alert, at the end of the game, you realize that that this chaos robot thing is just a bunch of pots and pans being operated by a brainwashed Diddy and 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 Donkey. But if you could even keep Donkey in there, say that because Diddy was in in the in the realm of the game, he was the one who foiled K rule last time. So he'd have the most animosity against him. So why not just take him, brainwash him and put him in this little the head of this robot, but no, we had to have them both. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I, I know some people are probably like, you guys are thinking way too much about that. Maybe we are, but it's just, that is my number one gripe with this game. And it's not even so much about how Kitty Kong controls. Cause he controls pretty similar to Donkey Kong. I hate that. He doesn't have the, uh, ground slam that Donkey Kong had where he just like slams his big paws or hands or whatever the fuck on the ground. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, he kind of handle. Like, he's got the cart or the, the somersault and everything like he a little bit heavier, stronger. It's he, he's basically Donkey Kong. I just, it just, it feels to me. I love Rocky. I know this is a stupid analogy, but like I love <laughs> the Rocky movies, but it felt like Rocky five. They were like, we just need to figure out a way to do one more of these. Oh, yeah. And they just kept introducing just stupider and stupid. Listen, I love Clubber Lang and I love Ivan Drago. They don't hold a, a torch to Apollo Creed. And then Tommy Gunn and Apollo or Rocky five. And it was like, all right, well, let's just make some other guy. And like, that's what Kitty Kong feels like to me. I'm like, so it, it feels like, so every game you're just going to introduce some new monkey and put them with one of the old monkeys. Like, why can't we play with the monkeys we like? I don't know. Right. I, it's a big, it's just, it's a, it's just, it is my biggest problem with this game. I just, I just think Kitty Kong is a lame character. That is, he's lame. He's boring. I don't get it. That's all. No, I that, that, completely that agree with you. And it just, like I said, I, I, I know that this was, you know, the, the, the B squad for rare when they were doing this. Uh, so maybe that was just someone who was like, Hey, let's try this. Like, All right. No one's going to play this game anyways. Might as well just go for it. Just to say that we got it out of the system. Cause yeah, you never see, you never see Kitty Kong again in any of them. You know, the next game's Donkey Kong 64 and they've got a kitty like character, but they, they 
dumped him for sure and made Chunky Kong, which, you know, can't wait for that Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> review. No, don't do it. Oh, uh, you know what though? <laughs> so, because I have been, I have been very hard on Donkey Kong sixty four over the years, and I remember hating that game as a kid. Okay. I haven't played that game in forever, so I, I would like to give it another chance at some point. I'm hoping it comes to Switch Online because I really don't want to have to go up and buy an expansion pack for my sixty four just to play a game that I don't really like. Oh yeah, so, so I'm hoping it comes to sixty four online. So Which, I think uh, it will. I think it will. I'm um, I'm assuming that it, it probably will, and it it was just Banjo Kazooie, the same thing, just too much nacho cheese on top of the the already good nachos of Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we've got the we've gotten the bad out of the, and the bad is not even that bad. Listen, if you thought if you if you were like, man, they were hard on that game, go listen to like <laughs> Sonic Adventure Two or Castlevania Symphony of the Night or Metal Gear Solid. This is this was nice. This was fine. And now we're gonna pause here. I'll let a sponsor come in so I can afford to buy some bananas, and then uh, and then we'll come back and talk about all the good because there's a lot of good in Donkey Kong Country Three. So we'll we'll be right back. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market crash plan runs quietly in the background of your computer or mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time so if something goes wrong god forbid you don't lose hours lose days lose weeks of work just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers and there's not just one backup there's a laundry list of them you can pick and choose which one you want it's like the ultimate undo button if if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so there's there is a lot of good here, Zombie. I don't even know where to start. I guess... Well, because we were just talking about Kitty Kong. Let's just, let's start, like, do you love Dixie Kong as much as I do? Oh, yeah. So, Dixie, Diddy is still my favorite. But, yeah, whenever I had any troubles with, I'd, I'd give it probably about three or four lives on Donkey Kong Country 2 before I was like, all right, let me use easy mode. Let's just float through this. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I like Diddy a lot as well. But, like, Dixie is just... I've been making the joke on my le- on my on my playthrough, but like it, Dixie is almost OP at times. Oh. Like, like she's she's so good. That hair, 
Like, she, like she looks awesome. I love that her celebration, like when she like she rocks out with the guitar and stuff. I love that she blows the the bubblegum bubble when she's like waiting to move. And then and then and then the the the, the glide. That glide is just a godsend in some oh, of yeah. these games, especially when you're exploring and looking for bonus barrels and stuff. It makes it so much easier to float around and look for things. Um, it is. I think it is a genuine travesty that she is not in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Like it really burns my ass. I just, I'm, I'm, I, I eliminate one of the Fire Emblem guys. Oh yeah, and put in Dixie. I don't get it. She, uh, and I guess on that note, going back to Kitty Kong, that is the one argument I'd hear in favor of Kitty Kong is that like he gives Dixie a chance to be this the star, as she deserves to be. But I don't know. She's, I just, I love her, man. I just think she's so cool, and I think she just looks awesome. I'm a big Dixie fan. She's rad. Um, what do you think of like the other like? There's a lot of Kongs in the, like Cranky. Where are you on Cranky Kong? I love that man. Oh, uh, so I I miss the Cranky Kong from Donkey Kong Country One and Two, where he was just chirping and and talking a bunch of smack. Now, yeah, he does it a little bit here and there in that little carnival game. Yeah. Um, in the Game Boy or the Game Boy Advance version. He's got his own mini game and uh, I won't even get you started on those. Those things were, they felt that they needed to. So let, let me just quickly go over the Game Boy Advance Not version. Yeah. So in the Game Boy Advance version, they felt that they just needed to, you know, make it better. So they fixed a lot of stuff in Donkey Kong Country 1 that they felt could have been improved. Same thing with 2. And for 3, they just felt that they had to go above and beyond. So they changed that minigame out. They still have the the boss. One of the bosses is essentially that minigame. He's still there. But they changed up all the minigames. They stole from Sonic 2. And you have an infinite uh, tunnel tube where you have to collect bananas and stars and avoid spike balls. And I don't get why they did that. But then Cranky has like this weird block a porcupine game or something like that. Um, and But he does a lot more chirping in the Game Boy Advance version. So every time you beat a boss, he kind of comes in the corner and he's like, yeah, stupid spider. I thought you could keep up with us or, you know, thanks for beating that guy. Now maybe you can actually get to my level. Um, but no, I... I love Cranky Kong. Uh, I think Swanky looks hilarious. Um, I wish that there was more Funky Kong in it. Um, I do too. But- I, I have a, I have a soft spot for Funky Kong. Ever since fu- number one, I'm just like, there's something about this guy. I he's he's he seems like a very he reminds me of Otto. Yeah, from The Simpsons. It just seems like a nice guy. I like I like Funky Kong, and I also agree with you that we need more. I love Cranky. I love Cranky. But we need more cranky, cranky. Not yeah. Hey, come, come to the carnival with me, cranky. I want. Oh, yeah. You're right. Like, dude, in, in Donkey Kong Country One, one of my favorite things about that game is when you go into like his little cabin and he just starts hitting you over the head with his cane. Yeah, like while he's talking to you, telling oh, you God. how you know the only reason your game is good is because he's fancy graphics. You know. Yeah, you and he's like, uh, uh, like when you beat the game, he's like, I would have beat it in half the time. Like, just that's uh, like I agree with that. I wanted yeah. more cranky, cranky Kong. But I still like that he's back just because I, I love that guy. Um, and I, I got to say, I quite like Wrinkly Kong. I don't know why. So a, Wrinkly Kong. I, yeah, absolutely. I love that they used her in 
uh, they brought her back and she just wasn't a, a single note character in Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. Um, you know, she takes care of the the birds. She's she's playing an, uh, a Nintendo 64, for God's sakes. Just, yes. you know, leaving that little note like, hmm, you know, no one's probably playing this game because they're all tied up with their 64. And you can even hear him, her playing Super Mario 64 in the background. Like genuinely one of the coolest little Easter eggs I've ever seen in a video game. Oh yeah. Is Wrinkly Kong sitting there playing her new Nintendo 64. And it's so obvious. That's what it is. Oh yeah. I, I, I like that too. Yeah. And like, sometimes you go in and she's playing. Sometimes she's napping. Sometimes she's like working out. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, I like her, man. Wrinkly's awesome. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. I didn't I know like why her. they had to kill her off in Donkey Kong 64, but it's all right. <laughs> made her a ghost for god's sakes why and then uh i will lie to you like i'm not swanky kong i i can live with never seeing him again i'm not that big oh no no he looks like somebody who gets shot in like a depression great depression era like card game yeah yeah he looks like he's gonna tell me insurance i don't know yeah like i no interest should be told like i it's nice that you come across those little bonus games where you can go in and earn like bananas and coins and I think lives and stuff like that if you beat Cranky in those mini games. But like mm-hmm. replaying it now, um, especially if you're trying to do what a completionist run and you so see you're exploring the levels looking for all the bonus barrels, you're probably finding tons of coins. I have had no need to go to Swanky and fight him for li- lives at all. Like, no, none. no, there's um, plenty out there in the Game Boy Advance version, they hide banana birds behind those stupid mini games too so it's not even like no i don't feel like doing this you have to do it and it's i i don't hate them i actually genuinely kind of like the mini games like i love the i know that it sounds funny to say this in 2024 but like i think the graphics in those little carnival ones where you're throwing the ball away like it's pretty it's fucking pretty sick those are pretty impressive graphics back then yeah it's just there's just no need to keep doing them that's all so uh is that all the kongs i think yeah i think I believe it is, that's yeah. all and then them. diddy yep. and donkey show up at the end of course um we mentioned i just talked about the graphics too let's go there i listen when donkey kong country one came out everybody was like holy fuck that is a good looking video game replaying this one for the first time in forever i was like this this might be the best looking game on the super nintendo uh, yeah so they went above and beyond with their whatever computer technique they did to get these pre-rendered i'm sorry to get these 3d models squished down in the sprites and yeah um they were heavily invested in the same kind of computers to start doing they they were using to my knowledge nintendo 64 level computers to make these sprites so yeah everything pops everything it looks 3d yeah yeah there's it's uh yeah i don't I know someone's gonna write in with the with the the science behind it. I don't quite know what the science is behind how they do these graphics. It is, yeah, something like they take 3D and they squish it into 2D. But like, I've always admired the way these three games look. And I'm not a big graphics guy, but I, I admire nice graphics. I don't need them, but I, I like them. And looking at the graphics of this game, dude, and it's not just the sprites like Donkey or like Dixie and Kitty and the enemies and stuff, but like the backgrounds. I will say that while those dock levels get old after a while, they're easy on the eyes. Oh, yeah. The backgrounds look great. The water flows well. I love those waterfall levels, um, how everything looks. Uh, the I don't even know what they are. Are they factories? Are they, are they 
castles. Yeah. I don't know what. Like the industrial yeah. levels? Oh, yeah. The shields that you have to hide behind oh. when that one level where it's shooting, and you can see all the dents and the polish and everything. And I'm like, really? Out of the Super Nintendo? Yeah. Good job. I agree. Yeah. Um, some of the boss fights, like, are so that fucking fight where you fight the snowman. Yeah. Uh, that the scariest looking snowman I've ever seen in my life. Um, where you have to whip the snowballs back at him and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, genuinely genuinely surprised at how good this game looks uh and it holds up so well like it's so bright and it's so funny because everyone knows my heart on for super mario world and I, and I, it's not totally fair to compare a game that came out as a launch title for the system versus a game that came out right at the end but put donkey kong country 3 next to super mario world and super mario world looks just awful like it's just so boring and not i the highest I, I mean this is the highest praise. Donkey Kong Country 3 looks like a Sega Genesis game. Yeah, and- I yeah, I can kind of see that. I almost feel like Super Mario World looks like a Saturday morning cartoon from like 89. Yeah. And Donkey Kong Country looks like a Saturday morning cartoon from 96. Yeah. It's just a natural progression of it. But yeah, yeah Donkey Kong Country, I believe that was the last official nintendo like backed uh super nintendo game before they they dropped the super nintendo altogether. i know some sports games and some sure. other probably licensed stuff came out but yeah super mar or i'm sorry uh, donkey Kong country 3 was the last one but i just feel like they have their own the movement the music that the music i know that oh. two i know that two has the most iconic music but they use a different composer for this and i believe this is one of her first jobs and she can't you know she did her best to go up against you know the crazy david wise but i i think she did a good job just that first that first level did not that bouncy boingy whatever that was but everything after that oh yeah that first level that like uh it's almost that like yeah and it's almost like a fucking disney cartoon pirate yeah, it's oh, but yeah. then you get into some of the later levels. Dude, I some of the levels that stick out to me in this game are the any of the mountain ones where you're climbing all the ropes and everything like that, and the oh, music that's yes. playing, and you can see like the jungle in the background as you're climbing these mountains and the rocks all look so vivid and everything. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is you. There are some old games. Super Nintendo is one of those systems. There are some older games that you try to play. Like if a kid, if if I if I gave this to like my eight-year-old nephew and told him to sit down and play it now in 2024. He's probably looking at it like, what is this? Whereas I genuinely think you could look at this game today and it looks as nice today as it did back then. Yeah. Like it's just gorgeous. And like you said, the music complements it so well once you get out of that first level. Oh, the music's so good. I don't know. Do you have a favorite? Like, I think mine is probably the music from some of those climbing levels, some of the mountain levels. Yeah, that definitely has to be it. But it, so I feel that it was a lot more. So Donkey Kong Country 2, keep hate to keep going back to it, but you just got to. That's you like the to. benchmark. Yeah. So they, they've got a lot of good themed levels. They've got a lot of excitement stuff, but you get into uh, the Thornbush level, and that's the one that everybody yeah. knows. And everyone, and it's not a whole lot of excitement. It's a lot of atmosphere. And I feel yeah. like the the music of 3 does that. It it blends into that atmosphere so the the when when you're inside the trees yeah and everything's just sounds you know 
very like a deep forest like what you imagine it would be the same thing yeah those those rock climbing levels or the the ones with the with a rope where it's on fire and you have to climb and then those stupid helicopter guys are coming down left and right i hate those fucking guys <laughs> but yeah yeah I, yeah i know exactly what you're talking about um the caves the caves yeah. towards the, the very end oh those that's that's probably tops for me yeah oh it's yeah, the music is great. And I think another thing this game does very well is uh, it scales. It scales really well. Like, those early levels are pretty fucking easy, even if you want 100% of them. And I'm working on the 100% run now. And I, I really like that this game, A, you need to find those Donkey Kong coins. There's one per level. And and 90% of them, I found that the, the objective was just finding them. Once I found them, they were pretty easy to figure out how to throw a metal barrel at that guy and hit him from behind to to get them to die but there was there's a couple that are very very i wish they had quite frankly i wish they had put a little bit more time into coming up with some puzzles for some of those dk coins because when i did find one that was a puzzle i thought they were brilliantly done oh um, uh, yeah um yeah uh yeah i agree with that completely because yeah there are some that just uh, you're talking about the rock climbing level there's one where there's all there is is um, him at the end of this like little pocket and then there's a platform above him and you have to throw the barrel up it's got to bounce off the wall and then you have to run back before he can flip around and i remember being stuck on that forever yeah and that just might not have been play tested well or maybe i just sucked as a kid but yeah the majority of them i felt that they were like really creative the one that that got me caught up is one of the waterfall levels and you have to instead of throw like just letting go a y and chucking this barrel as hard as you can. If you hold up and do it, then the barrel yeah. kind of goes into a roll, and then you jump into a barrel that shoots you on the other side of him before it can get to him. Yeah. So, so some of them are. To, yeah. Yeah, I I, re- I know exactly which one you're talking about because when you throw the barrel up in the air, it rolls really slowly, mm-hmm. and then that's the only way for you to get into this cannon barrel and shoot it across this the level to get him to turn around before that barrel catches up to him. I I I really enjoyed that aspect of it, and I really enjoy. I'm I'm going back for bonus coins right now. And I've said it on the show the other day or on one of my streams. I've never 100%ed one of these games, even though I love them, just because I never really felt the need to. And I will say that while I find some of those bears and some of that stuff a little bit annoying, I think my favorite thing about this game is the fact that like there is a reason to go back and collect all those bonus coins. The DK coins are to get a better ship from or a better vehicle from, from Funky. And the bonus coins you have to pay to that boomer bear in the secret world so that he'll keep blowing up the piles of rocks or whatever the fuck they are, so you can keep getting to the next level and so on and so forth. So it's basically like, hey, if you want to play all the bonus levels in the game, then you need to go out and find all the bonus barrels and get all the bonus coins, unlock all the bonus levels. And so it's giving me a reason to go back and collect everything. It's not just for the sake of collecting it. I I really like that, that system a lot. It gives me a reason to keep coming back. Yeah, I'm thinking back, and I believe that this was the first game that I 100%, like I said, I I had some kind of, I either broke a leg or did something where I was incapacitated for a long time, and, sure. you know, you know, back in the day, we did, you, there's no home button on a Super Nintendo. You have to get up, walk up to the console, pull a game out, and put another one in if you want to play something else, and that that was a struggle, so I was like, all right, well, I guess this is this is what I'm doing, and the same thing, I just fell in love with it. And yeah, after I figured out what those four rocks in the middle of the map were for, and yeah. then you're like, oh, now I've got a reason. 
So then I did all that. And then you go to Funky and then he's like, hey, dudes, like if you get more coins, maybe I can buy something for you. Like, all right, well, here we go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, agreed. I, I like that it's not just 100%ing it for the sake of 100%ing it. Like you're getting a reward for these. I, I mean, we talked about it. The, the the reward for getting all the banana birds is pretty wah wah. Yeah. But the the reward for like collecting bonus coins is I get to go play extra levels that are you know some of the tougher levels in the game. And I I'm a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of all that. Like I'm I'm exploring this game and going back to worlds and trying to hundred percent all these worlds now and everything. And I'm just having a blast with it. And I'm like, the more bonus coins I find, the more levels I have to play. And that's all I want. I don't need any more cutscenes. I just want more levels. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't need cutscenes in my Donkey Kong. Give me more levels. And so I, I really like that. And you brought it up. I actually genuinely really like the overworld map in this game too. Um, I wish it was a little bigger, maybe, but I genuinely really like it. And the way that there's secrets like going around those rocks and stuff like that. I, I'm always a fan of games that do stuff like that. Yeah, the caves. So I. I felt like they kind of touched on it. And, and that's another reason why I played the Game Boy Advance version. So, you know, when you beat the first two levels, then you get the hovercraft, inner tube, whatever thing. And yeah. you get to choose between the two next world. But then when you get the next one, then it goes back to linear. They like, you know, they, they, they dip their toe in it. And then they don't give you access to that again. On the G- Game Boy Advance version, they added a third world. Uh, sorry, they added another world, and they let you choose whether that snow level or the chairlift world. Oh, so sick. yeah, so they emphasized on it. Um, that third, that third world that they added the, to the Game Boy Advance, that is the hardest and most probably adam eye twitching levels i've ever played have you ever played the <laughs> bonus the bonus levels of donkey kong 2 where you play all the animals i yeah it's been a long time yeah but I, I i'm 90 percent sure i have yes oh where you do squawks a parrot in the wind going through mm-hmm, a maze mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay so they do that underwater oh god yeah yeah Man, i fuck I, squawks I, I, hate <laughs> I hate that little shit i struggle with him I don't know why. I don't know why. None of the other animals give me that much grief, but that fucking squawks, man. I don't, I just, I suck. I fucking suck. What's um, What's your opinion on the elephant? What's the hate or no hate? Indifference. Yeah? Indifference. I. There are two, well, I mean, I'm team spider. Oh, like, for sure. That dude, he's got the kicks, like eight awesome shoes. He's got, he can shoot enemies. He can create platforms. Like he is... He is the alpha, and then my close second is the swordfish. Yeah, because he's just so helpful. Yeah. And then I'd probably, I'd probably put the elephant in like a distant third. Yeah, I, I understand why people were upset about getting rid of getting rid of Rambi the rhino, but it was also under. I, now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, well, I mean, there's no rhinos in the mountains. I was like, I don't think there's any elephants either, but okay. <laughs> and elephants can't. They can't suck up a bunch of water in their trunk. And he uses a gun and then also suck barrels over to them while their nose is full of water. As far as I know, I've never been an elephant. Maybe they can. I don't fucking I was about to say I'm learning a lot about Canadian elephants these days. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I don't know how elephants work, but I all I know of elephants is from the Simpsons where Bart got stampy. <laughs> and uh frankly, my opinion of elephants is they come across as quite surly. And that is all I really know of them. So uh what's is your favorite the spider? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's he's Squitters, every time he gets a play. Honks, yeah. Oh, so dude. The platforms, the yeah, the shoes. He was a cool and I hate spiders. He he makes spiders tolerable. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm cool yeah, with spiders is. until I can see the hair on their legs and then I go full bitch. Yeah. He should be like the he should be like the poster child for spiders to try to oh, like yeah. win over some public some public uh, affection for the for the species. Like, like let him be the po- the poster child. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think. I do want to ask you what your favorite level is, because there are some really fucking creative levels in this game. There are, but I'm just trying to think. Like outside of that, like I don't know. Are there any bot? Like I will say, I thought the K rule fight at the end was actually pretty simple. Like not bad. I thought it was kind of cool that he's like the scientist and. You're in that tower and everything, but I I was shocked there was no final level to get to him, and then I actually found the fight pretty easy. Okay, like, so compared it's, to how hard some of the game was, so you you got to keep on going. So it's it just on Donkey Kong Country too. They they made they made the K rule fight you know manageable and dual pretty yeah. pretty tough. And then if you bought or if you beat everything, you you get a second round with him. And he dies in one hit, but he gives you one opportunity after five minutes of just shooting just random shit at you. That's so, vicious. Yeah, they, they kind of do this again, and, and, I'll, and I'll let you enjoy it on your own. But yeah, the second K. Rule fight is a lot more creative and a lot harder. I'm looking forward to it because that's I, I want that. I Because uh, I did as a whole. I didn't find that like I will say the bosses have come a long way from Donkey Kong Country One, where you just keep fighting them in the room full of bananas and they're like hit them a few times and it's over. Um, I did genuinely enjoy some of the boss fights in this game. I think, I think the the fucking snowman probably has to be my favorite. He's just I, so evil. He's so fucking evil looking. It's insane. Yes, yeah, his top hat cannon thing. He looks possessed. Yeah, like his fucking eyes. Oh, um, a, I like the I like the nightmares. belching barrel too. The barrel was hilarious. I thought that yeah. was so funny. Um, the only I love them all except for whatever face squid thing came out of that waterfall. Oh, where you fight him as the elephant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a he's just boring. You just run yeah. around and try to avoid his shooting, and then spray him in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, he's I don't even know what he is. I have no I, idea. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a fucking waterfall. Um. I'd actually say that my favorite would probably be the giant urchin with the little homing. Yeah, yeah. The homing you, shells. The one you fight as the as the as Ungard. Oh, that was yeah. the hardest and most infuriating thing. But I thought it was it was the coolest and almost made the most sense. And it was really creative that they didn't do anything like that in any of these donkey. And you, you think about it now in 2023, you're like, oh get the guy to shoot the stuff back at himself. All right. Yeah. They did that in portal. Okay. In 1996 with yeah. 24 megabytes, that's pretty creative. Yeah. I, I like that boss fight too. Uh, I just, I've, I always found those guys, those urchin things hard to j- do the jab. To. I never got the, I always fucked up the timing. Oh yeah. Uh, cause you had to hit them when they were like at their maximum openness, whatever yeah. the fuck. But, uh, that was a cool fight though. I like the music for the boss fights in this game too. Mm hmm. So, um, levels, we should wrap it up probably by talking about favorite levels. Cause I, I think my favorite thing about this game is the fact that like they get so creative. It's not just run left to right. Like some of the levels in this game are very, very creative. There's the one where 
you have to run from the swarm of bugs. There's the one where you have to climb the burning rope. There's uh, the one where you're in the factory and the fireballs are being shot at you. That lightning level made me fucking crazy. <laughs> where wait, you're running wait. through that jungle from hell and the lightning keeps striking you. That but- lightning is so unforgiving, zombie. It's fucking wild. Like, poor. But what 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 are we, like if you got a favorite level in this, something to stand out to you in this game? The one that stands out as I thought it was the coolest level. I don't I don't know if it's my favorite. I'd have to I'd have to really think about it. But the one where you're being chased up the tree by the saw. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that one was. And then the bonus itself, it gives you an invincibility barrel where you can sit on the saw and yes. it, and then you have to collect stuff as you do it. I thought that was pretty cool. I agree. Um, actually, one of the ones that was the hardest and my favorite, which will probably make your eye twitch a little bit, is the one where you get the the bad guys who have the coins and they're pink and they chase you. Oh, those fucking guys. Oh, that, like manipulating them. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was super cool. And then as a kid, I think my other one I, I've got to mention is the, the last level before the boss where... It's it's low gravity and when you go into the water your your controls get reversed. Uh that one fucked with me so hard. <laughs> Where left is right and right is left. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Fuck. Those those levels always in any game where you reverse my controls just <laughs> mind fucks me out the ass. I don't get it. That one like I liked that level a lot, but that one wrecked me. Fucking wrecked me. Oh my god. I do like that level though. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I like the one where you're controlling on guard underwater and you need to hit the blowfish to light everything up. Oh yeah. Uh, I oh, hate okay. the one where that fucking obnoxious hungry fish is following you. That fucking idiot. I thought that one was cool, but yeah, I, I felt. <sighs> yeah. So in the Game Boy Advance version, they do not do that one. You cannot. It's there's like a two set. You turn around, and you know he he follows your ass the entire time, yeah. so you're able to manipulate it. Yeah, on the Game Boy Advance version, there's like a two second delay on that. So so many times I've ran him and have him eat the little spiky dudes, and then he just nips my ass for doing it. I'm uh. like, dude, you ate him. I didn't. Yeah, tell I'm you like, to. Then fuck off. Go find your own food. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. I have my own problems here. I got to take care <laughs> of this infant and find my boyfriend and the other guy. Like, fucking leave me the fuck alone here. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I the, the only other thing is I, I guess there's more than I remember. But, like, I, I my favorite Donkey Kong levels are the minecart levels. Mm-hmm. And there are a few in here. But I did, I did find the minecart, whatever you want to call them, levels in this one, a little wanting. Compared yeah. to one and two, yeah, uh, just a little, not quite as challenging as I like for my wine yeah. cart levels. I, I felt like they just kind of threw that in, like, nope, we didn't forget about it, but we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, like, cause there's a couple where you're on like a ski mobile or whatever the fuck, and there's like a couple where you're in like the sewer drains and you can attach to the ceiling or ride the bottom, and they're fine. But I think the mine carts from Donkey Kong One and the roller coasters from Donkey Kong Two, I just thought were much. I, I, those are my favorite levels, and I did find them just a little eh, in Donkey Kong Country 3. Yeah, I, I felt if they did like so in Donkey Kong Country 2, they, they had, you know, the first time you did that was like, all right, just survive. And then the second time was, hey, now we're doing a race, and now you yeah. got to race all the other Kremlins. And then 
they keep progressing it. And then that third one, you're being chased by a, a ghost or something that that's going to bite your ass if you don't hit the right barrels or get through the get through the saloon doors, whatever they were. And on this yeah. one, it just wasn't. They just are like, here are three. You know, the, the last one had three sled levels. Here's three toboggan levels. Have fun. Yeah. And there wasn't, you know, you mentioned the bit. There wasn't. um I don't remember a level where you're like the whole level is shooting from like barrel to barrel in this one either. Oh yeah. I didn't think like, about that. Not, not the end of the world. Cause I, I like those levels, but boy, those levels can get under your fucking skin when things are going wrong. They, they can get, they can get you pretty riled up, but I don't think there was, there wasn't, there was that one level with the ghost barrels. Those ghost I was about barrels. To say the ghost them. barrels. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. But there wasn't like levels where it just felt like you were in the sky for the whole level, just shooting from barrel to barrel either. No. So, which, whatever, it's, it's not even criticisms, just observations. That's all. Um, buddy, we've been rambling on this game for an hour. I, I, I feel like I've gotten everything off my chest. Is there anything we haven't talked about yet that you're like, well, we've got to talk about this. No, nothing that I can definitely think of right now. It's just definitely give this one a try. I know it's on the switch online and, you know, in a sea of your, Earthbounds and Super Metroids and Link to the Past. I know it, it's in a tiny little square in that menu, but definitely give this one a try. Yeah, agree. Um, play two agreed. first, but yeah, if you've got nothing else, definitely this game. This game's great. Um, that first couple of levels, if you base it just off that, if you base it just off the cover, you're you're not even touching it. So def- definitely muscle through those couple and it just progressively gets better and better and better. Yeah. It, it's definitely a worthy member uh, of the, the Donkey Kong. I think it's worthy of the Donkey Kong country name that's on its cover. It's a great game. I was saying it the other day, I, I would put this trilogy, the Donkey Kong country trilogy on the Super Nintendo, I would put it up against any trilogy of platformers I've ever played in my life. And I including my my boy Mario and I and I think it can go toe to toe with any of them. Like these three games are so if you like platformers, I think they're beatable. If you don't want 100% it, I think they're beatable to people that aren't super good uh with some practice. If you want 100% it, there's a little bit more a little bit more bite there, but I I think they're um accessible to just about anyone that knows how to play a video game. You can play them two player if you want to, which is awesome. They're great to look at. They're super fun to play. I nothing but admiration. I love the Donkey Kong Country trilogy. Like I love all three of these games so much. Like you said, it's three slices of pizza. They're just three great slices of pizza. So yeah, yeah. Um, you you definitely got to admire the 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 team that you know built this, almost knowing that that it wouldn't get the attention that the last two get because unfortunately the you know the new girl on the block was was there with the nintendo 64 but they gave a great swan song uh, to the to the super nintendo and yeah it's unfortunate that you know they 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 put kitty on the cover and that just sullied (laughs) yeah they sullied it for the mass majority I agree with that. I do wonder if it had been Dixie Kong and Donkey Kong on the cover instead. Like, I honestly wonder if it, how much better it would have done. Cause I do think people were just moved on at that point anyways, but you're right. I do think people sleep on this one. I, it seems so crazy to call a Donkey Kong country game, a hidden gem, but I am going to do it again. I really do think people sleep on this game and you shouldn't, if you like platformers, this whole trilogy is must play. If you've never played them, play through them in order. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, these, all three of these games are must play. They're all so much fun. God, that's a fucking great game. Um, 
we need to score it. And you had a, a scoring scale. What did you have in mind? I like this. I like this one. Uh, yeah, to help mo- motivate you to get this all done, there are 85, 85 bonus coins throughout this whole game. So you can uh, do it a square 85. I like it. What are you giving it? You're the guest. Oh, I'm definitely giving it the good 83 right now. Point off for Kitty and his crying. And then, yeah, I just, yeah, uh, another point off for whatever that that waterfall boss was. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it like an 80. Yeah, it'd be like a 9 out of 10. Like, it's just all three of them. There's just nothing wrong with them. Like, I, like, I honestly have been kind of leaning into the kitty hate just because I think it's funny. Like, I genuinely don't like him, and I genuinely wish it was Donkey Kong, but I don't feel like he takes much away from the game. It's just a cosmetic thing. I just would have preferred it to be the guy that I know and love. But uh, it's a great, great end to, like... I mean, not only to a great trilogy, but like you, like you said, it's it's one of the greatest... It's, like, one of the last Super Nintendo games, and, like, I think most gamers, most retro gamers at least, would say if the Super Nintendo doesn't have the greatest lineup of all time, it's top three for retro consoles. Like the Super Nintendo was legendary. And oh, it still uh, is. It still is. Agreed. And this is a great send off for it. This is such a good game. So play it. God damn it. Play the Donkey Kong games and thank us later. You're welcome. This game is right. so good. Zombie, listen, man, thank you so much. Uh, a, for getting me to replay this game because I forgot how much fun it is. And B, it's been almost 20 years. It's fucking wild. Uh, and B, uh, more importantly, dude, thank you again for your generosity and uh, for helping the, helping the children because somebody has to think of them and it was you. And uh, I, I'm very grateful for you for doing this, man. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. It was a pleasure. It's great to come on here. I've been listening for a couple of years and it's just fun to get a chance to be a part of it. But yeah, I uh, can't wait to hear about the uh, runner up, what game he got and to see... Um, how he chaps your ass about whatever he wants to play. <laughs> Everybody ass is just always in a constant state of chapped. That's all. Um, just nonstop chapping. Buddy, great, great to meet you. Great talking to you. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. That is going to do it for this week's episode carbon fiber dude thank you so much for your generous your generosity toward uh the extra life uh stollery children's hospital campaign we ran last year it was a pleasure talking to you and i hope you are happy with the end product i had a great time on this episode and of course to all of you listening to this thank you for listening to this dumb show because if you're hearing this uh you decided to take a chance on us instead of the trillion other retro gaming podcasts that are out there you should try some of them as well uh but we appreciate it if you liked it leave us a nice review would you that would really make me feel good. And uh, check us out on the old social medias. We're on just about everything now. I'll have all the links up on the website this week. But uh, yeah, we're on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There's a subreddit. And please, for the love of fuck, do not forget, beginning February 1st, tomorrow, if you're listening to this today, it went live. Our first ever pre-March Madness Patreon poll tournament extravaganza begins over on Patreon. $3 a month. You get hundreds of ad-free bonus podcasts and you get a chance to be part of history and vote every day on the game that will move on in that tournament where we whittle 64 contenders down to one champion that will get an eventual episode of this show. 
Uh, and I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash member of the game. And I don't want to do any more plugs. I've, I've plugged out. That's enough. I'm going to thank some Patreons and get out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. I will, I will be back tomorrow for our Patreons with our uh, the games we most want to add to our Retro Game Collections episode of Expansion Pass. Game Patch on Friday. Hopefully something good comes out of the state of play this week. And we'll be back seven days from right now with Remember the Game 285. It's one of our revisited episodes. And we're taking another look at Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. My The origin of why I call the listeners the hot dogs. And if you're wondering why and you don't know, tune in next week. Thanks a lot, everybody. I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash remember the game and as such I am contractually obligated to say their names as quickly as possible. So in order from newest to oldest Patreon, a huge thank you to Shank the Rat-Faced Bastard, Adam's former assistant, the cardigan-wearing wrestlers, Captain Steve N, Casually Filthy, VOS Rager, Wilco, Justin Blair, Diablo Spartan, Chicken Gizzards, Theodore, David Schroeder, L- Lousy Smarchweather, I get that reference, Darbles, Eric Hopewell, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Sly Cooper 2, Bearded Bastard, S, Alex McIntyre, Nothing Could Possibly I Go Wrong, Philip Ramsey, Lotus, AJ McKirji, Johnny Zubu 81, Lord Stay Puffed, Austin from the Past to Present Player Podcast, Flinny123, Ryan Whitcomb, Big Daddy Rand, Scissor Fist, Elephant Calves, Chaz Hammond, put it in H, Cody Thompson, Liquor Like Luigi, Fill Up My Mouth With Farts, Plow King, Buy Me Bone Store, Matt Zeus, Swiss Wrist Watches, Bula, Glue Scappin, Blobby Rogers, Brian Richmond, Sabin, Guy Who Does Things, Robbie Air, Jay Callahan, Adam Blank Still Hasn't Reviewed Mario Galaxy, Tornado, Shoeboxers, Atrio Wormwood, Raging Irish, Mark Sneed, E-Man Trucker, The Supreme Cholzerizo, Fallen Snow Kiku, Tyler Bauer, It's OG, Hired Goons, Who, B-Money, Mellow Yellow 8787, Chris Hill's Not Your Buddy Guy, Carbon, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Benjamin Atkins, Faded Sufferance, Alex Ramos, Sour Goatface, Max Sainden, Frosty Bear, Lucas Shaman, Roger Staubach, Pool Cleaner, Lord Longrod Von Hugendom II, Marcus Mendoza, Because 19, Beers of War, Alpha Kenny 1, This Motherfucker, Can't Destroy Her, Kevin Monroe, The Big Deal, Adam Martinette, Youngster TK, Nick Creature, WestGen, Tazelhoft, Postman, Darth Skywalder, Walter, excuse me, Rated X, Ulint, Solomon Soto, Just Car Pranks, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Itchy Nutsuru, Lucas Valadez, Alex R, Ryan Perry, Ted Explosion, Tom Houlihan, Neil Cooper, Alexander Camps, Works For Me, AB Killen, Wombo Wombat Wang, Kia Pup, Brandon DeZeba, Bobby Litton, Maverick, Big The Cat, Zamatos, Christopher Britt, Cam Nelly 23, Quiet Place Queen, Burt Macklin, Chevy Boy 9211, Hitchy Poo, Beef Dingleberry, Timothy Sabrinsky, John M. Watkins, Graham Kennedy, Musty Beetle, Radioactive Man, Maverick Marty, Christian Gabriel, Wimp 15, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Isaiah, Squeak Nut, Sleeper Hit, Colin Bollinger, The Fletchman, Nerdy Hybrid, Donnie the Dude Walter, Sam Carpenter, Drugs Bed, okay, Franklin Badge, John of the Adult Children Podcast, James Juan Francesco, Max Lagroom, I Cancel My Netflix to Afford This Shout Out, Dem Boys on the Roof, General Fury, Cody Richardson, Nick Nicole, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Chris Williams, Jimothy, Kayach, High Plains Drifter, Hagel Waffle, Earl, Archangel, Otaku, Storm Beagle, there's my voice crack, Scary Terry, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon, Row, A Dude Named Adam, Decoy Man, Fuzzy 99, Dan Fuselman, Gabe, Matt Babineau, Stud Still Smash, Rush's Dog Walker, Leroy Westrich, Nicola, Thomas Smith, Beaver Boy, Laces Out Dam, Biddy, Thomas Childs, Mega Mav, Nick Amos, Eric James, Joe the Sandman, Phil Lencher, Tyler, Juris Dr. Mario, Mizuru, Standard Ass, Brian, Steve Dalk, Jameer Williams, DBXJ, Madame Nuddis, 
It's that Nerd James, Elijah Burns, Tugger22, Triple, FrostyFeet492, Ballsack, T-Bagger, Zach Shepard, Holmes, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed, Bofa. I don't know what the fuck that means. People are laughing at me for it. God damn it. Just a Fish, Randy Barrage, John Woodruff, Tunable Power, Daniel... Jeff Bergeron, Zonko 504, Titan 420, Squints, Johnny from Virginia, Wolf Magic 21, Doogie, Andy Hudson, Wolf Magic, fuck. <laughs> Doogie, Andy Hudson, Wolfgang Darren. There's two wolves. Wolfgang Darren. There's another voice crack. I'm falling apart here. I'm choking on my own rage here. Mercury 869, G9PSX, Mike Maloney, Ryan Kinchin, Zane Donovan, Morgan, A-Town, Nathan Trombley, Aaron Lawson, Scott Brooks, No One Cares, Dave Thompson, Angry Ticks, Little Buddy Foo Foo 89, Confused But Still Here, Jordan, Andrew Wright, Chris Fleury, Doug Dorn, Slick Rick, Dan of Dissect That Film, Dave McGee, James Clark, The Keegs, Jeffrey Mathis, Andre... Sharonic, Joe Buck, and Makeshift Mallow Magic Money. Thank you all so much for the support. I appreciate, I appreciate all of you. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers.